From the Summer State Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on or off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHAM1 national champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different styles of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota, earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. AT&T Wireless, fast, reliable, and secure. M-Drive, our boost and burn is specially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University Hockey, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Drurians and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at DruryHotels.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event, or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and now our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it must be time for analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from uh, outside of Akashur Arena in Palm Springs, California, where I was told it was going to rain today. Uh, no, no, it didn't rain. Uh, if it did, it rained this morning. It did not rain this afternoon. It was sunny and 70 degrees when I pulled into this beautifully. Uh, my longtime co-host, Paul Hornstein, had it probably just as nice, if not nicer, strolling down from Albany, New York, back to the big city and on Long Island. Paul, how are you? Uh, it was not 70 and sunny. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, I did not stroll from Albany. Have I got anything right yet? Let me try this. How about that palatial estate? Did the Lins have everything in order for you when you got back? Uh, then I must have come home to the wrong house because I don't know anything <laughs> about any palatial estate. Okay, so, just checking. Just checking. Anyway. So, <laughs> um, uh, what do you do? Outside? I see, it's too, so nice out you wanted to do this outside again. Yeah, right. podcasting from the parking lot is my thing. Well, it's 70 degrees and sunny. Why not? I would. It's cl- no, no. Now, now it's not 70. It's 63, and it's oh, dark. And it's dark. Excuse me. And uh, I've got about four hours of driving left from the podcast is over. So good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <Good night>. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, watch the uh, 
the AHL action between the uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds and the Tucson Roadrunners, who have now played seven times and don't like each other, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so there was a, a few scuffles here and there. Um, this Firebirds team, Paul, is is uh, unbelievable. I've got some, some sound that I want to do right before we even dig into the college hockey part of things because, uh, as you know, one Joey Decord plays for uh, the Firebirds, and um, I think his coach probably has some good things to say about him. But we'll hear from Joey first for a few minutes, and then we'll hear from Coach Dan Bilesma, uh, Bilesma and then we'll um, we'll uh, we'll go on and dig into the coach hockey part of things. But I think uh, our listeners will enjoy hearing what Joey Decord, the former Sun Devil goaltender, uh, is doing for the the uh, Firebirds at Coachella Valley. So here we go. Here's Joey. At home and just in general, just uh, uh, speak to the, the team's success on the ice and just uh, the confidence and composure that this club's playing with. Well, it's been really fun. I mean, just uh, going out every night, and, and I feel like we really just have that confidence in our group and belief and swagger, and um, we've just been having a lot of fun and playing our game, and uh, we keep uh, seem to keep scoring more goals than the other teams. So it's been a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully we keep it rolling. One follow-up uh a lot of fights, a lot of physicality out there. Uh, some, some trash talk. It seems like you guys don't like Tucson very much. What, <laughs> what is it about that that, that kind of gets you guys uh, the blood boiled a little bit more? Well, I, th- I think in the American League, you, you play a lot of teams uh, a lot of times. So, um, you know, the teams in our division, we we play them over and over and over again. And I think we've played them five, six, seven times now. And eventually, you don't really start to like each other. And I think that came out tonight. But another good game, another big win for us. And um, just happy to be a part of it. Joey, you can talk a little bit about the uh, comfort level at Akashur now. You guys have been here for a little while, and you look really comfortable here. Well, I, I think we just uh, we've we've had great fan support right from the first game. I, I still, uh, you know, that that first game still gives me chills when I think about it. And um, obviously, got a big win that night, and I feel like it's just carried on ever since. We've had such great support, and uh, the team's been playing really well. And hopefully, we can just keep going and and um, keep stringing wins together and, and just having fun. I think that's. That's, the, that's been the biggest thing this year is we've just, uh, we have such a great group and a lot of good guys and great staff and um, everybody's just meshed really well, really quickly. And uh, it's been a lot of fun being a part of this group. Coach talks a little bit about the, you getting into the game by playing the puck. Uh, we know you like to play the puck, but does that get you into the game even if the shot level isn't where you want initially? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's just a part of my game that... Uh, you know, I, I'm very, uh, I'm very active back there, and uh, I definitely just feel like it's a big part of my game. So, um, whatever I can do to help the team, help the team break out, help the team win, whether that's playing the puck or stopping it, um, I'm happy to do either. So, um, it's been fun. I feel like myself and the D have gotten a really good chemistry, uh, especially in the last mo- uh, month or so, um, with me back there playing the puck and started to really find our groove. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's been good. It's, it's, it's been good. And, um, hopefully we can just keep this thing moving along. You played on a lot of teams and had good chemistry all the way back to your college days, but how is the chemistry here and how can you uh, compare it to anything else if you can? Well, I think every, every team is a little bit different in their own way. Um, I've been fortunate enough to play for a lot of awesome teams and great groups, and um, this is just another one of them. we got great leadership, good, good young guys, um, good veterans, um, and, and a lot of in-between, so it's been a lot of fun. And like I said, I'm just uh, grateful to be a part of it and Happy to be part of something so cool like, uh, you know, the first season here at, for the Firebirds and uh, playing in a beautiful arena like Akershire. It's been uh, it's been awesome, and um, hopefully we can we can win a lot more games. Thanks, Joey. You guys are- 
Okay, so that's uh, Joey Decord, the former Sun Devil goaltender. Paul, you surprised at all that Joey uh, mentioned having fun about 18 times in that clip? Well, no. I mean, it's a game, right? Or it's supposed to be. I understand it's a profession, but part of uh, succeeding in the profession is having fun. If you're not having fun, you, you got to find something else to do. I don't, that almost does that almost goes across the board with with what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, but Whether absolutely. And uh, I can tell you, he gets better and better every time I watch him. I, I joked with Dan Bilesma about uh, the fact that uh, he gave up two goals again, and he said he wasn't really happy with the team giving up the third, uh, the second one, uh, late in the game. But um, you know, I mean. Uh, Joey stopping two pucks a night or uh, allowing only two goals or less a night is uh, is impressive in the American Hockey League because there's some scoring in uh, in the American Hockey League in case you haven't noticed. No, I hadn't noticed. So I don't really know what that but yeah, um, yeah. So I know, think listen, he's he's developing I real mean, well. I, I I think we all thought Paul that he was going to have a shot with the Kraken this year, and I think he the, shot, but. Man, Philip Grubauer has just taken over that and put a stronghold on um, that spot up there, and it's hard for uh, for Joey to get a break. I think. Well, uh, just to your point, the the teams that are the parent teams in 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 at least in that division are usually high scoring teams, so it's not a shock that in that division you're seeing high scoring games at the minor league level. Um, yeah, I mean, and Grubauer has been better than, than expected. Um, still has to do it, you know, get them to the postseason <laughs> and do it then. But, you know, what do I Yeah, I knew that was coming. I kind of set you up for that one. You're welcome. <laughs> get rid of the trapezoid. That'll make Joey happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so anyway, that was uh, that was Joey Decord. And uh, now let's hear a bit from, from Dan Bilesma after the game. Um, at, at the end of these comments, uh, he'll talk a little bit about Joey and, and Joey's haircut. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go to that in just a second. Coach, uh, talk a little bit about you. With a new team like this, and uh, your leadership group and that top line, how important are they at this point in the season? Well, they're the, they're the drivers and, and how we want to play. They're the drivers in our compete level. They're the drivers in our work level. And, and you see it uh, every night and I get every day uh, when we practice and, and doing it. And, and they've been doing it now repeatedly for 35 nights in a row. And, uh, it just it just shows through. You're getting uh, leadership from Max McCormick, and uh, a ton of guys are following and in his footsteps. Because your offense is so good, I don't know if your defense gets enough credit, but I thought Riker was really good tonight. Uh, playing like an all-star. Yeah. Um, you know, he's uh, he's uh, developing in his career, and uh, when you you have a defenseman who's able to. Uh, take over the game and dictate the game. Like, you, you know, a guy's playing really well. And Rikers, the last five or six games, um, he's he's taken over the game with with how he plays, and that's both offensively and defensively. He's playing great, hard, physical defense, and he's able to carry the puck and lug the mail and and distribute and and make plays with the puck at the same time. Final one for me is you uh, you see Joey day in and day out. 
he does it again. I mean, he gives up two goals, but if he can keep two goals or less, you're happy with that, I'm guessing. Well, I, Joey's, uh, you know, Joey's probably the, he's, he's our, he's our best player and he's our most dynamic player and he's our most, he's, he kind of wears it on his sleeve and, and, uh, um, you know, when he's uh, out there playing the puck, when he's uh, making a dramatic save, making a dynamic save, like uh, then you know he's he's playing his best, and and uh, it's always it's always <laughs> maybe he got a little too much action, and I don't like seeing 33 or whatever shots that they got, but and I don't like seeing the the last one go in the net from a team standpoint. But uh, you know he's been he's been big, and he continues to be big for us. And that hair is uh, is just the hair, right? Mine or his? No, his. We're not talking about your hair. <laughs> that haircut. That haircut's his choice. I'm not <laughs> sure it's a good one, but it's his Thanks, choice. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, so <laughs> so that was Dan Biles, Biles Mutt talking a little bit about Joey, a little fun uh, with that haircut of Joey's uh, a little bit too at the end. But um, your thoughts on, on Joey being called the best player on his team? Are you sure you want to be the one talking about hair? <laughs> Why? My hair is great. Dan doesn't want to talk about his hair because he's got none. He knows it. <laughs> Well, you know, Joey being the best player on his team, that's not new. The ASU goalie being the best player on their team, that's not new. That's still going on. Um, You know, you want your goalie to be your best player because he's the one on the ice all the time. Yeah, and by the way, he is a fan favorite, as you would guess, uh, here at uh, Coachella Valley. Uh, everybody loves that guy. Um, he, he's just so much fun, and, and I've never seen him um, down, even after a loss. He's just like, he, he's a perfect goaltender in that regard because he can shake off anything. And uh, it, it's just an, a joy to watch, and, and I'm glad I'm able to do that. I will uh, get off the AHL kick here in just a second by saying that Wayne Gretzky is going to be here. On, uh, on Sunday, and uh, apparently there's some media availability with them, so we'll get some sound from the great one, hopefully. Nice. Nice. Okay, let's get back to college hockey, because it is analytics and eyeballs, which means right. that we need to talk about some numbers. Um, wh- when do you want to bring that Super 16 out? Do you want me to wait and, and bring well, it out a little later? Or do you go- wanna... we're, we're, we're talking about goalies, so we're, shouldn't we just continue Let, that? Let's get to the goalies. Yeah, let's get the to the goalies. Watch. Yeah, let's do that right now. The Richter watch came out last week. Um, we have seven NCAA teams in our coverage area. Right. Five of those teams have goaltenders on the Richter watch. What does that say, Paul? Well, listen, um, you know, those guys are having good years. You know, we kind of expected Magnus Krona to be around there. Not to take anything away from him. And the job he's done, you know, he, he, you know, you still have to get the goaltending no matter how much you can score, right? He just came off back-to-back shutouts this weekend, and it might even be three in a row. I'm not sure. And, yes, it is. And he played uh, games number 100 and 101 this weekend for the Pioneers. Um, you know, Caden and Barrico has kind of had 
uh, a lot the of the sponge. Caden the sponge and Barracuda. No, we call him on this show. Caden the sponge. Idiocy. Stop. <laughs> and now, thing. now maybe it'll be Caden the toothless and Barracuda. <sighs> yeah, well, hopefully they have good dental coverage, but <laughs> I think they do. I think they're okay. So, um, not unexpected considering the fan fear that the fanfare that Embarico had. I, I don't think I expected him to play quite this much so soon, but he has. Um, and I'm sure he would tell you that he'd be the first one to tell you that he needs to be more consistent. Um, totally agree with that. And and I was the one that told you he would be playing an awful lot this year. Um, they started him slow. I still think they started him wrong. I think they should have started him first and Matt Vernon second every night. Um, but that that's for me and Chris May out to Duke out. We'll, we'll do that sometime. You know, um, <laughs> you have uh, the two guys up in Alaska in, in, in uh, Matt Radomski, who's having an unbelievable year. Uh, he's having a phenomenal year. And he is a um, big, big reason why the uh, Nanooks, are uh, where they are at, you know, and Nolan Kent uh, for Anchorage uh, having a really good year as well. Okay. Um, and and Matt Radomski is 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 probably the reason why Fairbanks has got a shot at an at-large bid this year. Um, and you know, well, he's a big part, Paul. But that team defense that they play is oh yeah, pretty I mean, darn listen, good. Got, well, that's that's kind of you know the 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 wild card in this. I mean, uh, not just the team defense, but being able to score and helping the goalie. Um, and that brings us to to T.J. Semtenfelter, who's on that list too. Um, he's played all 25 of ASU's games. He's been their best player almost every night. And there are, there are games that, you know, in the 11 games that he's won, he was probably, uh, the reason why they won eight or nine of those. And unfortunately for him, Uh, the 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 vote for this is affected by the win loss record. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, and he's it, got he's got a nine a nine twenty save percentage. Um, and there are uh, not too many goalies that are in the same neighborhood with saves as he is. No, no, and there are certainly no other goalies that have the shots that he's faced. Well. I mean, for the most part, that's true. Uh, Dylan St. Cyr at Michigan State comes close. Ryan Bischel at Notre Dame comes close. But those are the only two, really. I yeah, mean, and, I, and I keep going back to that. And you're 100% correct, Paul, that the, the team win-loss record has a lot to do with it. If, if ASU had a few more wins... Uh, you'd be getting a lot more national attention for T.J. Semptonfelter. And and I told you that today off the air. I said, you know, you can't get discouraged if you're T.J. or T.J.'s followers or anything like that because he's a great goaltender. Oh, yeah. And uh, as this team gets better and gets healthier and uh, gives him the opportunity, 
The shutouts are coming. Last year, Paul, they didn't have any shutouts. I think they got four or five this year. No, but he shouldn't have to shut people out to win. No, I realize that. But but what I'm saying is you you got to look at his his overall game versus you know what the win loss record is sometimes when you're looking at these things. And we know that's not how awards go. People look down the list of voters and they go, oh, okay, well, so and so. Oh yeah, but his team lost a bunch. It must be his fault. Um, no. No, not the case at all. I've seen every game at Mullet so far. I'll see two more this weekend. That'll won't be back until uh, mid February. But um, he he has been uh, the best player, I think, night in and night out. Well, I, I'm just gonna I'll say this: um, he's been a top five goalie in the country, and 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 I say that just to kind of. You know, in case anybody wants to think that that uh, there's been some bias, um, I mean, Yanni Peretz at Quinnipiac is 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 blowing everybody away with a one point six seven goals against average. Okay, I mean, uh, the only other guy that comes close is 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 Justin Close, no pun intended. Nice, nice one. Well, I. You know, and he's I got know. a 1.97. <laughs> um, and he's probably a little underrated of the way he's played this year. But they score a ton of goals. So Yeah, that makes the job of a goaltender quite much easier. Much easier, yeah, okay. much easier. Um, and, you know, I'll use my eyeballs on this. And I have not seen too many goalies be better than TJ this year. I've seen a couple of nights where guys have been that good. But well, I, I don't think I don't think if you just looked at it from from a night in and night out standpoint, you would have more than two or three goalies that have been better than than TJ this year. Let and, me uh, let me put this unique perspective to you. Um TJ is not getting the national love that he deserves um, because of the one loss record um, uh, of the Sun Devils. On the same token, I don't know that people are looking at Magnus Corona and and saying he's having a great season either um, because his team is too good, if you you will. They're so offensive, so fast. So he's kind of getting not a fair shake either, I don't think. Because everybody – I know, but listen, everybody says – Oh, Denver, they're going to score nine goals a game or seven goals a game or six goals a game. So, yeah, anybody can play goal for them. B.S. Uh, Magnus was great last year, and when it came down to winning the national championship, I think Coach Carl would tell you Magnus Corona was the answer. He was the key to winning number nine for Denver. Well, listen, I I, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, uh, he set a high standard for himself when he was a freshman. Um. Had a little bit of a sophomore slump after that. Um, about midway through last year, he started to turn it back around. So he's been on a roll for about 18 He went now. on a five shutout streak last year. And listen, I'm not, listen, I'm not sitting here trying to say that Krona is not an excellent goaltender. I'm not trying to say that at all. Um, I just know what I've seen. And maybe it's because 
say, like a Magnus Krona, he hasn't had to make that volume of saves or big saves to keep his team in the game. That that makes a huge difference. When you know you have no margin for error, and let's face it, Semton Felter has not had a lot of margin for error this year. Boy, is that a fact? Is that a fact? Okay. Um, you know, who, you know, who have you seen? I mean, you've seen all more. I've, you've seen games. I've watched a lot of games. Well, uh, let, just let, from what I'm watching, it'd be hard to say that there are, like I said, too many guys have had a better year than, than TJ. When I think of the guys that uh, have had really, really good years, okay, I'll give you a handful. There's TJ. Um, you know, we've we've talked about Peretz and, and Radomski. Devin Levi. Um, you know, we know where Devin Levi is in the pecking order. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're going to see a kid that's been pretty good this year for RIT in uh, uh, Tommy Scarfoni. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, when you're winning two out of every three games, you saw Blake Piatella last weekend. You know, shutting down a BU team is not hard. Is not easy to do. All right, um, and, and I think when you get to after at, at that point, um, I think after that, it's it's been very much of a mixed bag in terms of the goalies around the country. Well, let me let me tell you this. This is what the way I see it. I think there's a uniqueness, as I mentioned, in uh, Mess and TJ. Um, we know that that Caden Embarical, Caden the Sponge Embarical, is a no. uh, true freshman. Um, and we know the uh, the two goaltenders, Nolan Kent and uh, Omsky in Alaska, are playing with veteran teams from the portal and. Um, you know, rebuilt style of, of play and defensive first style of play. So my point being is when you look at the Richter watch, I think they got it right because I think all of these guys in their own right are, are true goaltenders that have adopted to the style that they need to be for their team's success. And I know some of them, if you look at Anchorage, I, I know that they haven't had the wins and, and whatever, but you know the other two teams in that we cover that don't have goaltenders on there. It's not like they're slouches. I mean, you talk about Trent Burnham at at uh, Lindenwood. And I know Lindenwood's played multiple goaltenders, um, and then the same thing at Air Force. I mean, you look at Guy Blessing. Uh, if Guy hadn't been hurt, would he have changed the fortunes uh, of the Air Force Falcons right now? Possibly. So, um, and and if you remember correctly, Paul, when I said. Uh, the start of the year, my first three previews, I said, oh, my goodness, these three teams have goaltenders, and they have goaltender depth, and that was Arizona State, that was uh, Denver, and that was Colorado. And uh, we haven't even seen the two from Arizona State, the two backups. But uh, we have seen uh, a little bit of Matt Davis at um, 
Denver, and we've seen a little bit of uh, the goaltenders, all three of the goaltenders, actually, from Colorado College. Well, listen, I mean, you know, you're sitting there, and you have to have the goaltending first. If you don't have the goaltending, it doesn't matter after that. And if you look at, especially the team, you know, you could look at it a bunch of different ways. And, you know, especially between the two Alaska schools and Lindenwood and ASU, and to a certain extent, CC, although not as much as the other four or five, is they have trouble scoring goals. That's a lot of pressure to put on your goalie. That's a lot. That means every night, every night, and, you know, um, Radomski has been really, really good. And, you know, Nolan Kent hasn't really played the games that, that others have played. So that kind of knocks him out a little bit. But... You know, you're sitting well, here. Well, let's not forget that there's a freshman at Anchorage um, named Jared Whale. Yeah, I know. Is... I know. Well, he, <laughs> I, I get he's it. pretty I darn impressive, too. Yeah, I, but, but that's, you know, I get that. Um, But, you know, like I said, uh, Embarico's played every, um, uh, TJ Sumterfelt has played every game. Okay. Um, you know, Embarico's not having a bad year. It's just, you know, and I think, like I said, it would tell you it's been a bit on the inconsistent side. Yeah, I totally I agree. That's what happens with freshmen. Yeah, it is. And uh, and let's let's go back to TJ just for one closing thought on this. Is He's only a sophomore, and last year he didn't get a lot of playing time playing behind Devin Levi, which is probably one of the main reasons why he's at Arizona State in the first place. But um, when he did play, he was a standout. Um, you remember the bean pot, correct? I do, of course. <laughs> so he's uh, he's a quality goaltender. I, I just think uh, he's got to keep his head up and not let this Richter watch thing get to him. I don't think it will. I think he's pretty level headed. He's got to not um, let losing get him frustrated. Just yeah, go out and yeah. play his game every night. Yes. Yep. And, and that that's the problem. That. That's the problem with being independent. It really is because this schedule, if, if you look at the schedule of the Sun Devils and put it up against anybody else in the country, uh, I don't know that there aren't uh, there are any stronger, possibly Lindenwood, but but that would be it because um, they, they've played teams from every conference in the country almost, maybe every conference. Well, so, sure um, so we'll see. Um, let's do this, Paul. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and uh, let's dig into uh, the numbers of the teams and the pairwise and the Super 16 because, once again, you've outdone yourself with another great Super 16. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. 
Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel, Gensel. banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My collegehockeyinc.com and follow at college hockey so you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky those sweaty gloves and pads yuck well there's only so much you can do about it but when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent that's easy our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine then air dry overnight and they're ready for their next shift at the rink customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number summer skates the ultimate hockey player's footwear are perfect for players in the desert just wearing around the house head to icetimehockeywest.com and click on the summer skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes to from the nation's best college hockey conference Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu.
question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to Analytics and Eyeballs. It's our Monday night show where our eyeballs and the numbers um, sometimes match up, sometimes don't. Scott Strandy with you tonight outside of Agashur Arena in Palm Springs, Palm, Thousand Palms, California. Let's hope we go with that. There's 19 different communities here, folks. Uh, it's all beautiful. It's 63 degrees. It's cloudy now. Um, my longtime co-host, Paul Hornstein, on Long Island, New York, got his feet up now. He's had a busy weekend. Kicked him up, uh, had, probably has a land shark, and yeah, well, has the servants running wild yeah. in the palatial estate, right. uh, trying to get them to settle down so we can get a little nap time in here in about, oh, I don't know, 24 minutes. Paul, how yeah. are you? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking for the servants right now. I'm also looking for the palatial estate, too. Well, we'll try to get the servants in line. You shouldn't be looking for them. They well, should be coming I, when I you snap to... your fingers. Oh, I have to find the estate first. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, you got over the George Washington, I think. Yeah, well, that's always a disaster. <laughs> By the way, folks, if, if you don't know, Paul brought uh, his son Charlie back to school after uh, the holiday break and the semester break to Albany. Um, yeah. what's, in, what's the name of the university again? Uh, SUNY Albany, State University of New York at Albany. Okay. SUNY Albany. Okay, that's what it was. Okay, just wanted to make sure I had it correct because uh, I'm in Arizona and California. I'm not in New York. I know. You're nice and warm. I am, cold. Yeah, I am a tad sunburned. So, um, and the wind was blowing today, which yeah, is really bummer. It's really a bummer. Yeah, yeah really bummer. Anyway, okay. Um, so, here comes the numbers part of things. We're going to get to the, uh, the pairwise first. And then we will look at the uh, Super 16 that Paul Hornstein put out in just a few minutes. We're going to keep everybody in suspense before we do that. So, Paul, I know you've got the pairwise numbers. I'm not going to fight with you tonight. You pull them out. You tell me what you got. I'm not going to got right or wrong ones. So you tell us where uh, everybody stands in the pairwise. Let's do the top five, and then we'll do our, our seven teams and where they stand. Well, let's put it this way. I think if you look at the top 10 in the pairwise, the other maroon and gold team, Quinnipiac, Penn State, Denver, St. Cloud, Ohio State, BU, Michigan, Harvard, and Western, which is, I don't know, but um, at least on the pairwise numbers. Western won twice in North Dakota at the Ralph. Where? At the Ralph. Anyway. Never heard of it. Yeah, you, um, you will this weekend. Just ask one Rick Zombo if he's heard of the Ralph. Um, I, I know of Ralph Engelstead Arena, but I don't know about this other place. Yeah, it's uh, Ralph. If you look at the numbers, and, and once again, I am far from an expert on how they compute the pairwise, um, I, I would think that those top 10 spots, you, you really would have to play your way out of those spots. Well, okay, so stop right there. Are you telling me that there's a chance that you couldn't even play your way in to those top ten? Uh, unless you're basically, uh, I don't know. I'm just well, going. Let by me the give you one team numbers. Let me give you one team. Hold Minnesota on. State. Well, I'm getting. Can they to play that. themselves into the top ten? I'm getting to that. All right. I think if you go eleven through twenty-two. Which would be Merrimack, 
Michigan State, Michigan Tech, Cornell, Minnesota State, Providence, BC, Notre Dame, UConn, which, you know, in terms of play, they should be higher. But, you know, once again, uh, Anchorage, I mean, not Anchorage, Fairbanks, Omaha, and RIT. If you look at those numbers, that 11 through 22 can scramble on any given weekend. They're that close. I could be wrong. I have no idea. I don't know how the math does, the, the computer does the computations. But just looking at the closeness of the numbers with RIT at whatever RPI is 5, 2, 3, 4, and Merrimack at 5, 4, 7, 8. Those numbers are relatively close because when you go from Merrimack to Western at 5, 4, 7, 8 to 5, 5, 3, 4, um, I, you know, like I said, th- those those teams, 11 to 22, can scramble around a lot. Yeah, you're not going to get any argument from me on that. Um, so, so give a rundown of uh, where, where our teams stand, uh, our seven that we cover. Well, Well, Lindenwood is at 57. Air Force is at 59. I should have said that the other way around. <laughs> you start from the bottom and work your way up? Okay. Right. 59 for Air Force, 57 Lindenwood. ASU is at 33. CC is at 30. Um, and once again, I probably missed somebody, right? Anchorage is at 55, so I did miss somebody. Yeah. And Fairbanks is at 20. And they're just, you know, they're just outside that 15 spot. There's... You know, where's uh, Denver? Denver's at four. Okay. I said that already. I know, but we just had to get the, the seven. The people were wondering why there were only six. So, I mean. <sighs> so let me ask you this. I think the question to, to, to this whole pairwise thing is, is twofold. Uh, when you look at our teams, and I say our teams in the coverage area, um, Fairbanks, Alaska, Alaska Fairbanks, they have a shot. Yeah. They have a shot. Nobody else does, though, right? Other than uh, no. Colorado College winning the NCHC frozen faceoff or yeah. Denver uh, automatic. Uh, Denver's an automatic in. Yeah, they're for it. Now, their record is too good yeah, for them to fall out of it. They'd have to basically lose lose their way out. And I mean lose by – I mean by that, I mean lose every game. Yeah, it's not happening. Not happening. Okay, so that so that being said, what is what do you, what in your estimation does Fairbanks have to do, Alaska, have to do, to get in one of those spots in the uh, the pairwise? Have to just keep winning. I mean, it's really the only way you can look at it. Is you just have to keep winning. Do they have enough teams that can help them if well, they keep winning? One of the things that 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 Fairbanks has still is seven road games. Um, Two of which will be at Mullet or no? Yeah, they are coming to Mullet, right? Yeah. One, two, one, two, three, four, five. I'm sorry, five road games. I got to learn how to count. But you got to win them. So, you know, five games that they have five road games left. They have two home games against ASU, one against Anchorage. Um, 
two against Long Island and two against Lindenwood at the end of the season. Um, you got to win those. You got to win some of those road games and take care of home ice. It's, Boy, is that a formula be, I've never heard before? I know. <laughs> Just call me Captain Obvious, right? Um, <laughs> you know, so far they've taken care of business against Anchorage. Um, I, I think the matchups, the the the, the matchups with LIU are going to be very interesting in terms of they play basically the same style. They're yeah. going to pack it in defensively yep. and try to take advantage of the opportunities that they have. No arguments for me on that one. I agree totally. Um, the games against ASU are there, is the wild card, right? Because we know how good ASU can play. And how healthy will ASU be when they play them is the next I, question. I, I don't know. Uh, they've got, they got healthier this weekend. Didn't help him on the scoreboard, but they did get healthier. Well, yeah, that term is relative, healthier, because I I thought Jack Jensen uh, needed Friday's play to play better Saturday because he looked a little rusty. Uh, I think Matthew Copperwood is still, um, maybe this week he'll he'll be more involved, but he was definitely just a power play specialist. Right. Um, Not that he hasn't been in the past when he's healthy, too, because that's what he does, right? So um, if 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 you're Eric Largan, you're sitting there now. You've got the next few weeks off, and you've got a home and home with Anchorage, and then the next weekend after that, you're home for ASU. Um, a big a big four game set there in back to back weeks. With 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 the first game being at Anchorage, you have to keep you have to win those. And uh, is ASU what we wanted them to be? No, but they're the highest team left on 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 Fairbanks's schedule. The the highest team pairwise, and you play them four times. And yeah, and that really, and, you would it, the the way it's setting up is those four games will be the make or break games for Fairbanks. Yeah, yep, you're absolutely correct on that. And keep in mind, um, I think I am anyway. keep in mind that Arizona State has beaten North Dakota. They've beaten Minnesota. So um, they they beat BC one game too, right? Um, yeah, I believe so. And I think they won the second game against BC. Yeah, they beat, so won, they they can. won. Some games, um, yeah, yeah, against quality opponents should right. help uh, the Fairbanks scene. I think we can say everybody else is out unless they were to win their conference tournament. By that, I mean Colorado College, or uh, I don't think Colorado College can advance enough, even with their NCHC schedule this year, to get inside that. Well, especially uh, since the coming NCHC, from thirty, the NCHC is kind of down this year. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I don't even know if they went on an undefeated run, if that would vault them high enough this year by the Um, way but but they can win the tournament yes and by the way just um uh, apparently that michael's got some sort of video series coming out on the uh history of the nchc oh nice good one saw that on twitter good one good one four-part series i assume it'll be on the website i'm sure it will be yeah um 
nchc.tv. <laughs> I don't know if it's on that or just, you know, the regular oh, conference I, Isn't website. that their website? No. no nchc.tv? No. I thought he switched it over to that. Did he? As far as I know, it, oh. that's not the case. Okay. As far as well, I whatever. know, that the, the website, you know, the conference website itself is uh, nchchockey.com. Okay. Let's go with that. Um, okay. 12 minutes left in the show, and then I got to hit the road hours. So let's... Uh, Let's talk quickly about um, uh, 16, which I thought was fantastic again this week, Paul. Um, I'm going to read them uh, in groups of four, and you're going to tell me how you came up with groups of four. Your top four is dead on. Uh, Quinnipiac, Denver, Minnesota, Boston University. Go. Well, I mean, the top three didn't change. There's no reason to change those teams. Um, I flipped BU because they went two and zero this weekend. Um, and St. Cloud didn't. I didn't drop St. Cloud very far, but you know. Okay, so five through eight, St. Cloud, University of Connecticut, which I still think you have way too high, but Harvard and Michigan. Your thoughts on those uh, four? Um, I. I you know, like I said, St. Cloud, I, I, you know, had they swept CC this weekend, they would have stayed at four. I mean, I don't think that's that big a deal to switch from four to five. Um, UConn is still basically one, two out of every three games, although I'm sure they are very disappointed that they lost their new building opener on Saturday night. Okay, but they're 13-7 and Yeah, 13-7, right. That means they've basically won two out of every three games. So have a lot of teams. Harvard has won 12 out of uh, six, 16, 17. Basically. Yeah. 17. Okay. Right. Um, in Michigan, um, they've won 13 out of 22. Right. Uh, but then so you're anyway. going to complain. Yeah, but then, but then you don't get to complain that the next four have different numbers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I just didn't, uh, again, I. The only thing that I can look at with my eyeballs is to watch teams cross-pollinate and play games east to west, west to east. Because I, I can't get a grip on who these teams are playing out east until I see them come and play somebody in the west. And I'm not saying the west is better or the east is better. I'm not saying that either way. I just want to see them play head-to-head -head so I can my eyeballs can tell me who's the better team. This weekend is huge for me. Because I really want to see RIT and see how they perform against Arizona State. Because I've now seen teams play against Arizona State, Minnesota State, Michigan Tech, Air Force, uh, North Dakota, Minnesota. I've seen them play Denver. Um, so now I get to compare. But I can't compare when they haven't played anybody in the West. How about that? Yeah, but Is that you fair? Know, you can't. I mean, that's just the way schedules work. I realize that, but it's hard to say that you're a better team if you haven't played anybody on the other side of the country. Well, I mean, does every team in the quote-unquote West play somebody from the East? No, and that's why so? you can't you can't say that about them either. I said I said it goes both ways, but but I can't jump up and say you know that you know Colorado College should be number ten because they uh, split with St. Cloud. Um, you know, or, or Denver should be number 11 because they lost two at UMass. Uh, you know, 
you, you got to see these games played so you can tell who's who does what. But anyway, 9 through 12, Penn State, Ohio State, Cornell, RIT. I will see RIT this weekend. Um, Penn State and Ohio State go in the right direction in my my book because I don't think either one of them are top 10 teams, but you have them in the top 10. Go ahead. First unmute. Why would I want to do that? People don't really want to listen to me. <laughs> but those teams have been consistent, Penn State. Maybe they thought Charlie was on. Maybe. They, <laughs> they would his voice. his voice better. <laughs> um, um, but those teams have been consistent. You have to reward that. That's, I mean, I don't want them that high. <laughs> but that's what my that's what my eyes are telling me, is these teams have found a way to get it done. Once again, well, talk to me. At, talk to me at the end of the conference season. Penn State's basically won three out of every four games, and Ohio State has basically won two out of every three games. I mean, yeah. at at a certain point, it stops being a fluke. Okay. Okay. So Cornell is ten and six. RIT fifteen six and or ten six and one. RIT fifteen six and one. Like I said, I'll see RIT with my own eyes this weekend. I'll tell you what I think next week um 13 through 16 you've got minnesota state michigan tech providence and alaska which i love keeping the nanooks or uh in the top 16. well you know if if and, I, and i'm trying to be consistent here yes michigan tech lost to st thomas this weekend Okay, and, and I know that people will say, well, if that happens, then you have to do A, B, and C. They're wrong, Paul, because I saw Michigan Tech with my own eyeballs, and well, uh, not, I, I think this was a combination of St. Thomas playing really, really well, which we knew they were going to get. And I well, think Michigan my, my Tech... Point being is, my point being is, is this. Um, when Denver lost to to Fairbanks, nobody blinked an eye and punished them. When some of these other teams have lost these games to teams that theoretically they should beat, they haven't gotten punished for those losses. Now, if Michigan Tech goes out, you know, this weekend, and I'm not saying they will, okay, I'm, I'm not saying that they won't one way or the other, but you know, if they go out this weekend up to Ferris State and 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 you know split or get swept, then I have to maybe I have to reevaluate because maybe I just caught Michigan Tech in a hot streak. But you know, so why shouldn't Tech get the benefit of the doubt when we give? Other teams the benefit of the doubt. They on, should on get the benefit of the doubt because no, our eyeballs tell us they're good. Uh, that's like our eyeballs are also telling us that Michigan or Minnesota State is really good, and they're going to get better and better and better. Um, no doubt in my mind that they're going to win the CCHA. Well, like I said last night, I think they have, um, you know, kind of figured out how to play in front of somebody else besides twenty nine, i.e., Dryden McKay. Yeah, it took a little time, but they, they did find that out. You know, uh, they made whatever adjustments they need to make. And, 
you know, they definitely have gone um, quietly, I would say, to be honest with you. Um, kind of where we expect them to be most of the time. And that's, you know, right there at the top of the CCHA. Now, at this point, they're in second place in the conference, but they've played two less games than Bowling Green. So, And they have some home games coming up, quite a few, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I like the Super 16. Uh, any changes in the poll uh, this week, Paul, that caught your eye? Um, I don't know. I don't even look. I never look at them. <laughs> <laughs> I've spoken like a true professional. I don't know. I don't even look. He doesn't want it to influence his no. uh, his thoughts. No, I don't. Um, when he looks at them, because uh, it's a completely different animal than what we come up with or what you come up with. Uh, right. And by so the way, anyway, just, just yeah, just to, to point it out. By the way, um, you know, uh, even though. The, the numbers say differently. UConn is still in both of these polls. So I'm not the only one that's still kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt at 13 and 7 and 3. Maybe they're not okay. as high as I have them, but they're still there. Okay. All right. You, you, got, a little, uh, you got a little cushion. Um, today, MLK Bay, um, there was tributes all over, um, afternoon games all over in the NHL, the AHL. Not so much in college hockey, but, um, you know, I, I was reminded again today about the the, uh, the outstanding job that Willie O'Ree did, not only playing the game, Paul, but being the ambassador that he was after the game. And um, and I think, you know, where we're at right now, uh, color doesn't exist to me in hockey. It, it, hasn't, it doesn't exist to me anyway, but well. the color in hockey right now, it does not matter. Um, you just look for the best players. Well, to you it doesn't. Unfortunately, as a as a whole, I you know, it still ha- things are happening way too often. Of course, yeah, one thing, I, I agree with once that. Once is one too many. So, um, but you know those things. Um, you know, people just have, you know, people have to be willing to say, hey, what are you people doing? What are you saying? Stop it. Okay. And not just with that. Let's also talk about, um, in, in, besides that, um, you know, can we stop being Little League parents too? Because that's where it all stems from too. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. People have tried that for 50 years. And, I know, and uh, oh, they have to. They have to keep trying. But I'm just telling you that in 50 years, people still keep doing it like they're crazy. I mean, and and I'll take it to another level when I say the frustration is out on the, on the highways as well, as you know. Uh, the way people drive these days are just like so inconsiderate. It's just ridiculous. And... Um, Anyway, that's a whole other topic, so we'll, yeah, we'll leave just, that for I'm another just day. Saying. That's all. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and and like I said, it, it, to me, I'm looking at hockey players. I don't care what color they are or what nationality they are. I talked with uh, Jesper Froden tonight, um, Swedish, um, and 
it, it was a lot of fun. I enjoy talking to them. I try to use uh, words that they would understand, being, knowing that if I was in Sweden, I wouldn't want people to say Swedish things to me <laughs> that I didn't understand. So oh, I make I, that. Yeah, well, but, I... but he's just a great hockey player. And he's just one example of it doesn't matter what your nationality is or color or whatever. Um, we're talking about hockey players here. We're talking about human beings. And let's just uh, let's just figure it out, people. Let's just figure it out and uh, and get through it. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah, exactly. Is uh, so anyway. Uh, that'll wrap up uh, analytics and eyeballs for tonight. Um, I'll tell everybody that Paul and I will be back tomorrow night to um, to do the Tuesday show, our staple college hockey West Weekly. Working on a guest, haven't got them secured yet, but I'm hoping that we will have a guest that you will enjoy again tomorrow night and continue to raise the numbers. And then Wednesday night, Stephen Marsh and I will be back with uh, the Great West College Hockey Podcast, talking ACHA M1 Hockey, men's and women. And Thursday night, the big debut of the Pro Hockey West Report as uh, we dig into the AHL Pacific Division and the new podcast, the Pro Hockey West Report. All right, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs have been brought to you by Durians and Suites. Drury Plaza Lake Buena Vista, the newest Disney World hotel, is booking now at DruryHotels.com. University of Central Oklahoma, two-time ACHA M1 champions, and champions every day in the classroom at ucohockey.net and uco.edu. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized koozies and shower shoes. See summerskates.com for more details. San Diego State University, the best of education, California college hockey and lifestyle at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration. For schedule and ticket information, go to ouhockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at jetspizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. That's ITHSW podcasts, all one word. When you search for it, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Help people find the program. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios, part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I have four hours and six minutes if I make no pit stops on my way back to Maricopa, Arizona tonight. And then it's ASU practice in the morning. Good luck with that no pit stop thing. (laughs) Yeah, that ain't going to happen. All right, we'll say goodnight with the little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. Hello, new day. Good night, everybody.